By the time you hear this podcast, whether you want to sing or rap, you're doing the same thing. song but this is the by the time you hear this podcast i'm greg i'm ben and we are back with another episode and we may have a little feedback and we have a lot of feedback so you'll be dealing we'll be dealing with that and as uh, also with the lack of an air conditioner <laughs> still <laughs> um and uh for the first time we have a guest on our podcast um, this is a guy that, um, I knew of about five years ago and I actually met him like a year and a half ago, uh, because we worked in the same place. Um, and, uh, he has a YouTube channel where he talks about music and video games and he just released a mixtape himself. Um, you know what? I'm not sure what to call you. Should I call you by your government name or your YouTube name or your rap name? We can go by all three just so <laughs> that everybody knows who I am. <laughs> all right. So uh, we'll start off by uh, calling him Eric. <laughs> Hello there. My name is Eric, also known as Mean Mugga 11. Please say the 11. Also known as Nick Gray. All right. So, um, uh, so there, you don't have a like a history of like multiple personality disorder or anything. Not at all. All the okay. same person. <laughs> all right. Um, so, uh, uh, want you to be on this particular podcast so we could um, talk about uh, a trend going on in, um, well, not just hip hop or R and B, but it's really in pop music. I think, um, as far as rappers, uh and well the the line between rappers and singers being blurred uh-huh. i think uh to the point where uh, they could be either and <laughs> it wouldn't really make a difference um and we also have you know some music news and our um Ben and I's respective earworms of the week and um well 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 let's first talk about how uh with you Eric Nick, I'm probably just gonna go with Eric <laughs> for that's the fun. most part. That's good too. Um, so uh, I guess tell us about like your your life with music, as far as like um, what got you into certain genres or artists, or you know what made you interested in wanting to kind of 
share your share your interests or you know kind of share the like you with your youtube channel like talking about how um what you think of certain artists or albums or anything like that so well let's start with your relationship with music like what did you grow up on or that kind of thing well i grew up in the 90s with two older brothers one of which who liked his rapidly rap the classic hip-hop nas jay-z biggie that type of stuff the other brother more southern no limit master p that type of stuff bone thugs so i got a good little mix of what i liked um i lean more towards the the east east coast rap but um as i progressed on i just got my own ears i guess i would say so i mixed the east coast the southern and that's what comes across in the mixtape as well um grew up my favorite rapper being jay-z um really liked g-unit as they were coming up that was that was really my era so that's just what i try to reflect in my music catchy lyricalness nice um so uh okay what was the I kind of know what mine is, even though it might be kind of a bad answer. But what was the first, like, the first rap CD that that you bought, or or tape, if you if you <laughs> use that technology? <laughs> I wasn't. A, I, I listened to tapes, but I never bought a tape. Um, first CD, I, actually, it was it was like Get Rich or Die Trying, two thousand one, I believe. I know it's kind of late, but I was really just kind of bumming off my brother's CDs until that time. So they both moved away, and I had to buy my own stuff. <laughs> Um, yeah, mine was, uh, the Fuji's, the score, mm -hmm. but nice. it came out in 96 and I bought it in like 2002. So, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> so, so that there's the that. That, you bought? that was the first rap CD I bought. Okay. Wow. Man. Um, I'm almost ashamed to say what mine is. So I'm going to say what, um, I'm going to say what my real first, well, no, cause I didn't buy it. My parents bought, please Simon, don't hurt them for me as a kid. <laughs> But the first one that I consciously bought was probably Bow Down by the West Side Connection, honestly. Mm. Uh, to this day, still one of my favorite records. Yeah. All right. Um, so with, uh, I guess with the, with the mixtape, like, what kind of brought on the project? Because it was like, you know, I, I assume it was your first, the first one you've made, right? So what kind of brought on the project as far as, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to make a mixtape. And, you know, you kind of just went with it. Well, about in, wow, it was so long ago, like 2009, uh, there was this rap contest hosted by Prince EA, a couple of other dudes, uh, YouTube guys like, hey, this is the Flow Heat No Beat contest. Write your best raps and spit them on camera and send them in. We'll pick the best. I didn't win this. My <laughs> rap wasn't great at all. It was, it was okay, but the flow was terrible. But um, that sparked me having rap battle opponents on YouTube and even hosting uh, rap battles myself on YouTube. So um, it was all acapella, so I'd never written to a beat at all. But I was like, yeah, this is kind of fun. You know, I enjoy this. And then in about 2014, I started gathering instrumentals of tracks that were already made, but I never heard the tracks so that I could put my own original spin on it. So I was like, I'm going to rap to these one day. And then another year passed, and then uh, <laughs> another year passed, and then... I was about to lose my job. And I was like, yeah, I think now's a good time. I have some time to make this mixtape that I told the people I would make two years ago. And it just happened. All right. So um, do you have any, well, did you have any methods of like when you first started writing, even back in 2009, um, 
who were your who were your influences on your writing? Who do you even if you listen to other artists, um, they don't have as much of as an influence, if at all. But who were like the major influences on you starting the writing process? Back then, it would have to be who was I listening to at the time? The game has almost like always been in my life as an adult. He's always there. He's gangster. He raps real dope. And um, mainly the game. Um, that's the only one that's coming to mind right now as far as like 2009 goes. As I got older, more artists came into the fold. But he was really the main one, the main one that still sticks in my mind. All right. So what is it about? What was it about the game that that kind of uh, got you started or brought or kind of brought you along? Game has a way. And I think gangster rap in general has a way of making you feel like you're the man. Like, um, nobody can touch me at all. And I think you need to have that attitude when you're not even just a rapper, but an artist in general. Like, I'm the best at this. Nobody can touch me. So it was that bravado that the game had, along with his lyricism, along with his uh, social consciousness, I guess you could say, that was like, that's that's a good place to start. All right. So um, tell us more about about the process of putting it together. Um, did you go into a studio or did you have a mic at home? Um, was it like a copy and paste thing using Audacity or something <laughs> like <laughs> actually I, together? I, I did. I did use Audacity um, along with Evernote so that I could have my my raps everywhere with me. So if I'm on my laptop, tablet, cell phone, wherever those raps are going everywhere with me. Um it was in my quote unquote YouTube room. I had to buy a new mic. Um, I had like comforters on the walls so that it doesn't sound too terrible. So it wasn't too echoey. And I just went in there, closed the door, turned off the AC, sweated my ass off and just kept pushing it. Sweat for your art, man. Sweat for the art. <laughs> uh, so how long, how long did you, did you, the project from start to finish, how long was it? Two months. Once I actually stop bullshitting <laughs> two months i was like let me write this so yeah writing and then um just rapping it and really what drove it home was my roommate always being on the tv so it's like oh, i can't play xbox like, i can't do anything i don't feel like making a youtube video right now so what am i gonna do and then i was just like let me let me make this mixtape let me make the mixtape uh, well speaking of youtube let's let's kind of let's let's go back <laughs> uh um i know i first saw you on on youtube uh what inspired the YouTube channel? Like what made you, uh, or what brought you to like what it, what it became as far as talking about music, video games. To me, it was, it was mostly music. I, I kind of, I don't play the video games that you did. So mm -hmm. I kind of bypassed those videos. Right. Hey, a lot of people do. <laughs> a lot of people pass the rap videos. But the, uh, but for me, like I watched the, you know, when you, uh, any, um, uh, music related topic, um, I, I was more interested in. So how did that, how did that start as far as like, you know, I'm going to start a YouTube channel and, and you knew what you wanted to talk about. It first started out with me buying a crappy webcam from eBay. Um, my first video is still up on YouTube. It was posted back in a uh, 2008, I believe. And I was just there. I was just like, Hey, this is me. Her, this is me. It more sounded like this <laughs> because the mic was terrible. And, um, it was like, I don't know, 240p. And I was just like, uh, let me, let me see what happens. Let me just continue to do this. And I think with any YouTuber, a lot of them, uh, they go into it. Let me get the money. Let me get the money, which I did for a while. But the main thing about YouTube, the key to it is, uh, of course, be consistent, put out good content, but more than anything, make sure it's something you know about and something you love. 
in hip hop, video games, those were my two loves in life. So I was able to talk talk about them ad nauseum. Um, well, why did that bring up? The question that popped into my head was, why were none of the um, none of the beats you had on your mixtape uh, related to any video games? I don't know why that question came up. That was a really bad question. This is bad podcasting right now. Anyway, um, so uh, I guess as far as your as far as your topics, like a lot of a, a, a lot of them that I remember are the like how I feel about this particular rapper. Um, what kind of started that series, and you know what um, what kind of I guess like like how you feel about those rappers, um, like what kind of well, the rappers being a topic or a subject, like how did that, how did that come up into where you felt like well you know you have a, you have something to say about these particular artists. Um, it's gonna sound pretty funny, but the first uh, I always read comments. Every single comment I've ever gotten, I've read. Um, one comment say, hey, you should do a video about how I feel about Nas. How you feel about Nas? And I just made a video about this is how I feel about Nas. And then people were like, I want to see how you feel about this. I want to see how people how you feel about this. So um, eventually I did end that series, but it was the most successful one because people were interested in that. Um, there were times where I didn't have an opinion on people. Like, I just didn't care. Um, like... Tyler, the creator, for instance, I don't really have an opinion on him. So I'm like, let me cram a lot of his music for like two hours. And the video came out OK, but I'm just like, I'm not satisfied with this product. It's not me anymore. I'm just pandering. No, no Hillary. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so with. Uh, I guess how much of time like with doing that kind of series, like, OK, you already had listened to their music enough at the time to where you didn't have to like, okay, let me go and listen to their music for a little bit before I make this video. Like, um, I guess what percent of the time, like had you listened to enough of an artist music to where you didn't have to like, go and go back and listen to something. It was like 80% of the time. Most of the time I already knew it was somebody like J Cole, Kendrick Lamar, Eminem It's people I'm already familiar with. And I'm like, I got their opinions. That's easy. All right. So, um, what do you think is, uh, since you read every comment or you have you have read every comment on all your videos uh do you feel like you had any like with any of the videos where your opinion was kind of more unpopular with your fans <laughs> than you expected <laughs> there was this one video i mean i've made all types of videos this one particular video and i do not understand why i made a video about uh shine coming back out of jail sounding weird he uh you see you on a rude boy. It was like a rude boy Rihanna remix. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why does he sound like this? Like, what's wrong with him? And then people are like, oh, your voice sucks too. I don't know why you think. And I already know, like, <laughs> women love my voice, especially the old ones. But I'm like, okay, so I just disabled the comments on that one. I, I was a pussy for a bit. But I, I re-enabled them now. But it was just like, this is too much. I don't understand why this is the video that everybody cares about. Because nobody cares about Shine. Nah. No, maybe I, those I, commenters did i guess they did i don't care about it. <laughs> they felt like i was cyberbullying i guess i don't know about you know anyway uh <laughs> <laughs> um i guess uh i don't know i don't know if you, if you had done this but there had been like a like a survey thing you know like you can do a survey as your facebook status like and then you 
take an empty version of the survey and put wow. in the comments so people can do theirs too. Mm-hmm. Did you do the like the one about the rappers? overrated rappers and underrated rappers? Yeah. I, I thought about it the first time I saw it, and I was like, eh, who cares? But I kind of I kind of yeah. was thinking about maybe I should go back and go in here because um, let me put this on record: J Cole most overrated. I like him, but he's very, very Most overrated. Very overrated. And ben is about to have a heart attack. So I guess just to kind of get into your, um, into your, you know, your favorite artists right now. We're going to circle back to the mixtape because I, I want the listeners to to hear some of it. Um, who is a rapper that you are? Like, you know, I don't know if you have a CD player in your car. I don't know if people still play CDs. I don't. But <laughs> you, do you, have, no. you have an iPod or, or you use satellite off, radio? Off my phone, Google Play. Yeah. <laughs> um, who is, um, who are you like playing the most often? Or if you have like an artist radio or just, you know, on your, on your, on your playlist, what rapper are you playing the most? Are you more, are getting more intrigued by with every listen the most is always skazu it's been like that for about two years i had his uh i had one of his mixtapes which was um the great debaters and i kind of listened to, i was like yeah I like a couple tracks off of this and then eventually i went back to it and i was like wow this is like really really great so now i have like maybe like 10 or so uh projects from him just in rotation i can just play it shuffle over a hundred tracks and I'm good. All right. Um, who would like, what's a, now not like trying to get you to diss somebody. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm fine but, with that. I'm a YouTuber. <laughs> Sean, but, fuck him. <laughs> but what's a, like a popular rapper to where you don't understand their popularity? More than anybody. It's gotta be, future i don't get it It, it's not like i I understand the uh the catchiness of some artists um let's say like like gucci Mane. you know i don't really mess with him but i understand you know he's catchy you bop around whatever but future is literally grating to the ears but people enjoy it somehow i don't get it Uh, ben i i'm I'm, no I'm, i'm i'm there with you unless i am out having a good time you mean hammered yeah, right basically. unless i'm hammered um i can't stand them i mean i i the two the two future tracks i do like feature drake and i realized that's what i like about them is that they feature drake uh, when i heard jump man i loved it very ashamed when i found out it was featuring future same thing with where you at um yeah I, I heard fuck up from commas um didn't like it but then i went to the club and i was i'd had a bit to drink and i a-okay. It makes it easy. So, it, is that what it is? I mean, I don't know if you drink, but do you have to be uh, altered in some way to enjoy Future? Do you so. think that's what it is? Same here. Yeah, me too. Like Gucci Mane, anything I, anything I might diss and say I hate, is if I'm drunk, I'm fine with it, as long <laughs> as the beat's nice. But that's like most listeners 24-7, like... I don't know, six in the morning going to work, they'll just listen to Future, and that's the part that I don't get. I worked with people who said that, like, Gucci Mane was a trap god. Like, they respected him. Like, he was a legitimate rapper, you know? And I mean, granted, I, I, well, no, I'm not going to say what I just listened to the other day. But, you know, still, like, you know, yeah, let's go out, have fun music. That's not, like, sit in my car, make me think music. Yeah. 
set my cup. This ain't life changing music. Clean, like, <laughs> clean the house, do the dishes. This isn't life changing music. Um, I guess so. On the other, on the other side, who's a rapper that that you like and you don't understand why they haven't blown up yet? I'm gonna say Logic. He's getting there, Ooh, but he's not voice. quite there yet, as far as the popularity goes, because he has the the lyricism mixed with the uh, the listenability that a lot of underground rappers don't have. They might, you know, they're, they're too wordy, but he's wordy, but he's also he's got nice flows and he's rapping over nice beats. So that's probably the main one. But I think in due time he he's gonna get his come up and he was on the uh, Suicide Squad soundtrack, so he's probably fine. Okay. Um now you said that J. Cole is overrated. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um Could you elaborate just a little more on that? Gotcha. We're not here to diss J. Cole. No. I no. mean we're probably more likely to diss like someone like Taylor Swift again. Of course. But <laughs> but, but uh with J. Cole, you know, double platinum no features, I mean, I guess that's not important to some people. I mean, not to me. I don't but why but with j cole like what what is it about him that maybe is overhyped or or something that um you could you could do without or you know it just you know, okay whatever with this kind of guy it, it's not that i don't like j cole because i do I'll, I'll check out everything he puts out but he is very he, he's people people love him because they have no choice. If you are a conscious hip hop listener who does not go into the underground, all you have is J. Cole and Kendrick. There's nobody else you can even consider. So when I take that into account, I understand why he is overrated, why he is the best rapper, I guess, to conscious people, because they don't listen to anything else. They don't listen to the Skazoos. They don't listen to the Logics, the Odysseys, the Fontes. They don't listen to those people. So that's all they got. So um, I did like him more in the beginning with the warm-up mixtape. But it's just, uh, it's really dreary a lot. He's really sad. And I don't have fun a lot of times when I'm <laughs> listening to him. Or, and, and sometimes he'll, he'll go in, so to speak. But a lot of times he just doesn't. He just kind of cruises. I, lo I love Fire Squad. I love uh, that other track that I'm not thinking of with the uh, can't remember the name of it, but I like I like tracks by J Cole. Okay, um, Ben, any any anything you want to ask I'm, I'm Eric about big, J Cole? I'm a pretty big J Cole fan. <laughs> so um, even before Forest, Forest Hill Drive, I mean, I like Born Center. Um, God, I, I loved I loved, and now I can't think of the name of the track too. I'm, I'm blushing here. The um the track that had TLC on it, but like it didn't sound like TLC. Crooked smile. Crooked smile. Um, you like that song? I loved. I love that song. I love. She knows. I love. Yeah. I. I yeah. Yeah. I, I like. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, I get it. I mean, and I've heard that before. Um, like, do I think he's better than someone like Logic? Not really. More popular, maybe. But yeah, most definitely. Not better. I mean, like the first time I heard Logic. Um, Oh god, I gotta look up the track. Um it it blew me away. Um Yeah, no, I I like Logic and that's it's it's funny to hear you say that saying I, I, I thought he was a little bit bigger than he really was, I guess. Yeah, he's um, he's getting there. He's getting there. But I mean there. like that's I, I, I hear about him on like, you know, like hip hop heads on Reddit where like they'll you know, they think Action Bronson is huge. I mean they'll just prop up anybody. Yeah. <laughs> so like you gotta be careful there going to hip hop heads. Um yeah. Um well, I wanted to ask you this because this this is a, a, another topic that um, 
that we may have some time down the line. Uh, but there, there's so many other, like if you listen to our first episode, it's endless as many, uh, you know, the number of topics we could talk about, but I wanted to ask you because I don't, I don't know. I don't get to ask people this a lot. What's your favorite, like one hit wonder from a rapper? Hmm. The one hit wonder of one hit wonders, uh, comes to mind. I don't know if it's my favorite. Um, but right now, just because of my age, I'm thinking tipsy by Jaquan. It's a terrible <laughs> song. It's not a good song. That's just like, when you think wow. of the word one hit wonder, I mean, I know like older people might think like, I don't know, Ice Ice Baby or something like that, but the immediate, oh, like God. the epitome, like what is a one hit wonder? Jaquan's face is right there <laughs> for someone who's 27 years old. That's who they think of. Now, I, you may disagree with me on this, but like on an old podcast I had maybe like five years ago, um, I did, we went, the topic was like hip hop one hit wonders and I had one and I think it was with four other people and they all disagreed with me that this guy's a one hit wonder. Okay. Uh, Joe Budden. No, no. What else has he done? Well, <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. Okay. Like Slaughterhouse excluded. I think he's a one hit wonder as a solo artist. He is, but it's a, uh, I don't know. Even, even if you consider Slaughterhouse, how many hits do they have? That even further. Yeah, so I get it. My I, sentiment. But it's like when we think of One Hit Wonder, they made a song, they disappear off the face of the planet. That's what I think of as a One Hit Wonder. So uh, Trinidad James would be a modern One Hit Wonder. Um, it, that song it, a hit? <laughs> it was a hit, I think. Yeah, well, he's he's kind of still around. Like, there's this song he did with um, Mystical and Lil oh, Dicky. It, it's hard to disappear nowadays. That's the thing, because we have yeah. the internet. So it's just like, oh, okay, they're kind of still around. Yeah. So anybody can be anywhere. Um, what do you, who do you like? Well, I wanted to ask you, um, about, uh, and not because they're white, but because they're different, they just happen to be white. I think most of the time only white rappers can be a little different and be popular. Mm -hmm. Someone like Lil Dicky or G easy. Um, have you, are you, um, do you lean one way or another about, like guys who may have a sense of humor or have some kind of, um, uh, I guess some kind of like motif or, you know, attitude about them. Gimmick. Yeah, Gimmick. That's the, word. That's the word I was looking for. I, I was, I was, I was searching for it, but yeah. Gimmick. Um, geez. I haven't listened to, uh, very much. I think he's like, I don't know, logic light. I, I know his name keeps coming up, but, um, Lil Dicky, I think he's talented. People don't respect him like they should. They just see him as a hip-hop Alvin Yankovic, which he pretty much is. Nice. But, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I mean, the dude can really rap. And his album, I've listened to it, like, twice. I haven't really, like, gone through it so many times. But I had some genuine laughs. Um, and the dude can really spit. Uh, do you think... Um, a I think, like, the only rapper I know of who had a sense of humor... And was being taken seriously at the same time as like Eminem. Um, that's why I feel like only white rappers can get away with something like that. But do you think that um, rappers should be able to have a sense of humor um, to and, and and be taken seriously? Do you think it's possible for anyone? 
I believe it is. I mean, um, if you think back, there's uh, Redman, Busta Rhymes, uh, nowadays, Danny Brown. I wouldn't call him like a comedic rapper, but he's really goofy and weird looking. He's not normal, I guess. <laughs> um, but I mean, that's really kind of the point of that mixtape as well. Just saying, you know, do what you want, be what you want. So I do believe everybody should be exactly how they want see what really sticks um but i think it it can it can be because we're on the internet where everybody has access to everything oh with uh with make in the process of making the mixtape um i guess what were your what was your selection process as far as beats went do i like it <laughs> I mean, there was a little bit more to it. Like, um, <laughs> I, I don't want it to be all the uh, all the same sounding beats. I was like, I want a little bit of boom bap. I want a little bit of trap. Um, which the trap beat I chose was like the le- the only beat I chose in 2016. Um, there was a little bit of just uh, everything I wanted to capture. A little bit of West Coast, a little bit of Texas sounding on there. Um, but it was basically just like, who are my favorite producers? Black Milk, Crisis. Um, LP, uh, Just Blaze. So I kind of just like searched their names and I'm like, let me find beats that I never have heard before, never have heard an actual song of before, and let me just do my own thing on it. Uh, as far as producers go, um, okay, those are your favorite producers. What was a like name? What's a favorite producer that you didn't use any of their beats on this project, but maybe later if you do it again? odyssey um i really wanted to use one of his beats i like him as a rapper uh too actually i'd say more than a producer um but his beats were uh he makes instrumental albums so his instrumentals typically if you found them they were not made to be rapped on they were just made to be listened to so i had a few of his beats and i'm just like i can't 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 catch it can't catch it Maybe, maybe some other day. Uh, maybe one day I'll rap over a J. Cole beat to say I don't hate you. Right. <laughs> and we're Carolina Brothers. And I heard you say um, LP. Run the Jewels fan? Run the Jewels fan. I've seen them three times in concert. Really? Okay. Big okay. fan. Um, okay, as far as like the ones who are, I guess, um, okay, are you for or against like producers like putting tags in their songs? I'm gonna say I am okay. I'm gonna say I'm I'm for it, but it's got to be respectful because it, there's some beat we have. You know, uh, you know, Mike Will made it. You know, it's quick. It's in there. It's out there. There's this guy like Eskimo or something. It was on some future song, and he says like DJ Eskimo, the coolest DJ on the motherfucking planet. Like that's the <laughs> that's the tag, and it's on like every song that he's produced. And I'm like this no, but as long as it's short. I can know whose beats I like. That's kind of how I figured out. Like, um, who did I just name? What did I name? What did I name? Crisis. Jesus, what's his name? I can't remember it right now. Black Milk? No. Uh, Jalil Beats. Jalil Beats. I didn't name him. But yeah, Jalil Beats. I saw that a a few times in your... Yeah, yeah. I love his beats. And um, because, you know, Jalil Beats, holla at me. Every every time I heard that, the track (laughs) was nice. So I'm like, I like this dude. I'm going to use some of his beats. Um. Well, we asked you about overrated rappers. Who's an overrated producer to you? Hmm. Let's see. Please don't break my heart again. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. <laughs> Let me think. Who's an mm-hmm. overrated? Uh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. I might have to come back to that one. When okay. it pops up, I'll let you know. Okay. Um, Actually, you- sorry. Yeah. 
This is gonna. This might break your heart. Oh lord, Doctor Dre. Oh no. I like. I like really? because I mean I don't know the validity of it, and I don't want to put it on record without it being true, which I'm doing that right now. <laughs> I've heard that he doesn't make all of his own beats anyway, so it's like, what's the point in putting your name on? It's not like you're a rapper and you need to be out in the front like this is me. But if you're a producer not making your own beats and putting your name on it, that's kind of bad. Now, like I said, that will have to be yeah, fact-checked. That, yeah, that kind of depends on when that started because yeah. he's been around for a while. Yeah. And I know some uh, some producers have, like, teams. Yeah. They have a team of guys now rather than them doing everything themselves. Well, that's yeah. probably everyone. Um, Makes sense. So... Uh, well, I guess yeah, that would that would depend on a lot. The beat to the recipe. <laughs> oh man, that one because yeah. I love that beat. Um, I love that song in general. Me too. Yeah, as long as he made the recipe, I'm cool. We Me too. So. <laughs> um, so uh, well, you know what? Let's play some of this mixtape that we've been talking about. Uh, why don't you pick a pick a song? Like, what's your what's your favorite track off of the off of the mixtape? One that was just fun, or if if someone said, well, let's, if you had to pick one song off the mixtape that you wanted to show, kind of like define what it is, what would that song be? That's a hard one. That's I, a tough question. It, no, it is tough, but I, I've been, I think about it all the time, especially when I'm thinking like, maybe I can only make one music video. And I'm just like, what song is that? Um, I'm going to have to go with Whiplash. Whiplash. All right. So we're going to play Whiplash and we'll talk more with. Um, Eric this, Nick Mugga 11 yeah <laughs> there we go <laughs> <laughs> we'll do that and we'll break back best rapper ever speak now nah, hold your peace I'm weird down as a and up is the peace Niggas think they tough, this how they hold their peace You fuck boys couldn't out rap my fucking niece Too clean, you can get a cut on my crease Got a beating system like the fucking police Don't wanna kill y'all, try to keep the peace But who am I to D, not the nature of a beast yeah. Nick Gray rookie, but I move like a veteran Can't nobody tell me who I can be better than Can't rock with D, it's your better check your set on it Coolest kid around that never had a letter man All I do is build like a for a settlement never make it rain what you need with a weatherman king street south cack what you know about that catch me rolling through your hood with the fucking top yeah. what's that now they want to hear country nigga rap whiplash bang your head to your fucking neck snap what's that now they want to hear country nigga rap whiplash bang your head to your fucking neck snap m-y-k-g-r-e-y fuck with me a must you die no compare, there ain't no tie. Behind me is where my victims lie. Yeah. On some rigor mortis shit, killin' like a boy be in. Spit hot flames like your boy name was Scorpion. Used to call me Scorpion, now I smash it in a friend. All cause my trunk was bangin' like a fuckin' Indian. Every time I go in, I show out. Call you fireman when you go in, them hoes out. Your girl said she loved Bamas, I told her to go south. Had to block her like a spammer, I thought she had stole trout. What's special about that track? It really was my first track where I got to flex. I'm like, this is a distinctive beat where I can, I know exactly where to place everything. Eight, eight slow bars, eight height bars, hook, eight slow, eight fast, and then the beat changes. 
switch. You and then I can just, and here it comes with me change. And then I can just go in as much as I can. So it was a really good, um, for any rapper who's trying to rap period and learn flows, like this is a great instrument. That's that's an interesting, somewhat of a foreign concept to me. Like I never thought about that, as far as when you want to place certain songs in certain places. Um, talk about that. A bit. I'm just, I'm very interested. Yeah, no problem. Well, I heard the term bars, bars, bars. You hear it all the time when you hear about rap music, but it's like, what? Okay, it's like four beats, and I'm like. I don't know what that is. So, <laughs> so uh, you know, I'm not musically inclined or anything, or I wasn't. Um, no, I am, I like to say. But I um, I never wrote to a beat. So all these uh, acapella rap battles I was telling you guys about was just, I'm writing what I want. It's going to sound dope. You know, I'm just going to write every cool thing I can think of and not care about where the syllables are. So in order to train myself how to rap on instrumentals, I had to watch several YouTube videos of how to rap. Um, this guy named uh, the YouTube channel dot com slash how to rap uh, YouTube dot com slash Cole Mize, I believe it is. But I was just watching those guys videos and how they would say, hey, here's how J. Cole placed his <laughs> lyrics on this song and made this yeah. song catchy to make you sing along with him. So there are like techniques like that. Yeah. And I'm just like, this is really good stuff. And I wish I had shouted them out on the outro track. Never got around to it. But um, that was really my my coaching. They're literally called rap coaches. That's nice. OK, yeah. I might check that out yeah. just to help with like just writing in general because um, it's totally it's more of a scientific method of, of writing versus like mine which is typically stabbing in the dark <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like slam poetry you know yeah. if you just do that that won't might not go well to the yeah, beats exactly yeah um, so with um wow you 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 made you made a mixtape for youtube i mean it feels like you know because you with using them uh, with using those guys um, with, I guess if, you, if someone does something like make a mixtape, someone's always going to ask like, well, are you going to, are you a rapper now? Like, is, is that what you're doing? Or are you going, you going to have shows? Um, are you going to be selling your, you know, CDs at the gas station? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I guess what do you was this something that you know it's some it's just a project you always wanted to do or eh, let's just see what happens or you know yeah that, it, it was really like a uh i like to call it like a bucket list item i might go back into rap and i did enjoy it there's people like hey i want you to rap over this beat and i'm just like you know maybe i will maybe i won't and it's uh it was really fun to do I, like i said i might do it again but um initially it was just like i think everybody who listens to rap always tries to be like there's some moment where they're like i'm gonna write raps but i'm like let me immortalize this thing by actually making it putting it out letting people hear it and just seeing how it goes but it's gotten really good feedback so um you know there's people who's like hey i got this this music director guy he just charges two thousand bucks and i'm like do i want to put two thousand bucks into just something i was just trying in my bedroom one day um i don't know yet but when i find out you'll know <laughs> um I, I wanted to ask you this because i feel like it gets over um okay i feel like it gets overstated um as far as like 
freestyling. Like if you're on Sway in the Morning and you're a rapper, you have to quote unquote freestyle. Um, I feel like it's a now it's become a watered down kind of exercise. You know, there if you if you wrote it before and it's just something that, okay this is going to be my freestyle. Whenever someone asks me to freestyle, I'm going to rap this. Uh, And now it's become watered down to where if it doesn't sound like a freestyle, whatever that means, then, uh, well, to me, it just means, okay well, you can't really freestyle. But can you can you write? I feel like with rappers, uh, to me, it's like, can you write? I don't the freestyle at sometimes it can be like empty. You're not really saying anything. Right. And it's likely you're going to bite someone else. Just ask, you know, Iggy Azalea, because, you know, people we have the Internet, so people are going to research. But uh, I feel like it's a watered down, overrated kind of exercise uh, just because of uh, the expectations of people. So. What do you think of like, how do you how do you view freestyling and like the importance as far as like an artist being legit, a rapper being like legit? I don't tie it into their legitimacy because it's a talent that everybody's just not going to have. I can't freestyle for shit. Sometimes I (laughs) sometimes I can. But I but me trying and failing at freestyling since I was like 10 years old tells me that it's a very hard thing to do because I'm always thinking of what I just said and not thinking about what I'm about to say. But um, let's use uh, King Los, for instance. Don't know if you guys are familiar with him at all. Yeah. Yeah. Freestyle legend. He He's the best freestyler that I can think of, period. But when it's coming down to not rapping over someone else's beat, when it comes to I have an original beat, an original hook, original everything, it's just not good. He's a great rapper, but I guess the substance isn't there. I can't even explain what's not there, but it's something that is essential to making good rap. Yeah, well, like, um, like to me, there's a like freestyle and there's a lack of substance. Um, yeah, I, I would use the word substance, and it, it's empty, and 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 using someone else's beat, it it kind of like waters it down and makes the whole thing like a little. Well, a lot overrated to me. Um, to me, if I like a rapper, it's like, okay, can you put can you put a song together? Right. Exactly. Can you put a song together? And I think that's um, that's what's more important to me. And the the freestyle part. Okay, yeah, that's cool. But you know, if there's the possibility that someone is going to use the internet and find mm-hmm. out if that's really yours, or if you wrote it or okay if you wrote it like okay does it does it sound good you know you know know? speaking of the game again (laughs) he he is one rapper who got found out for using his same freestyle over and over and over again so when everybody's supposed to say game freestyle he spit the same the same exact verse no matter where it was and he's been using it for like several years the same verse like uh that made me think of um you've seen eight mile Mm -hmm. and it's a scene where they're at like it was either an abandoned movie theater or parking garage or something, but um, it's B Rabbit and and his crew. They're all rapping and stuff. And uh, the big dude, I forgot his name in the movie. I know he's based off Bizarro. It's got to be. Yeah. But uh, when he does his freestyle or quote unquote freestyle, everybody knows all his words. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> um, so it's not um, like to me. I I don't. 
if someone freestyles and okay, they find out that they okay, they actually wrote that down or they've been using it several times. Okay, that's not really a big deal to yeah. me. I mean, it really it, it would bother me if you ripped off somebody else. Right. Um, and even if you can't freestyle, if you actually had good songs, still not a big deal to me. Right. Um, so, and it shouldn't be. I don't almost, think it should be. Um, almost liken it to um, among guitar players. Can you solo? Okay, well, yeah, okay, I can, so, like, and I, I, that used to keep me up at night, like, I gotta learn how to solo, like, there's just all these guitar players around, they can solo, they can play on all these different scales, and it's just like, you know, at the end of the day, they're, like, some of the, the, the best guitar players in the world that are, you know, the virtuosos, if you will, like the Steve Vai's, the Joe Satriani's, they don't have the fandom of someone like, not to diss them, because I expect them as a guitar player, like as a prince, or even a John Mary, if you will, or or an Eric Clapton, um, because let's be real, Angve Malmsteen has no soul. Like he just he's just <laughs> up there playing really, really. Like I get it, you can play faster than everyone. I'm, I'm a Malmsteen fan. I love listening to him, but after a while, that shit gets old. The like, only thing like, I know about him is his name, and that's because of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. It's like you listen to those people, and it's like every now and then, like Steve I can move me. Every now and then, Joe Satriani can move me. But like every Prince guitar solo I've ever heard has moved me because Prince is a writer. <laughs> like the songs. So you talk about like, you know, the songs being able to rap over a good song that you put together. All right. Yeah. Being able to play a really well-written solo over something that you wrote, like the solo to Let's Go Crazy. I love that solo. Are there better solos out there? Yes. Technically, yes. But like the songs aren't as good. Um, they don't fit the chord progression as well. They don't fit the song as a whole as well. So, like, I totally feel you, man. Like, yeah. soloing's overrated. I'm here to say it. It's overrated. It, it's it's cool to freestyle, but I think it should be a plus, not a requirement. Exactly. Um, because, like I said, it's hard as shit to do. It's not easy, but I, I won't judge a rapper. Um, let's say Tiger, for instance. He sucks anyway. But he's somebody who cannot freestyle at all. And he got uh, butchered on the internet because of it. It's a pretty hilarious video. Well, that's another one hit wonder to me, but Well he was on he was on loyal. He's been around He's a one hit wonder to me <laughs> still. Because Chris Brown did two versions. I didn't know Tiger was on that one. I heard the French Montana one. Loved it. Not a huge French Montana fan. I like two songs of his. I I think he's overrated. I don't know how you feel about French Montana. I don't listen to him at all. Yeah, I've heard not start the series again. I don't want to start the series again. (laughs) How I feel about this? No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Where he sampled New York Minute, uh, the Don Henley New York Minute song. Okay. Jada Kiss on there. Jada Kiss saved the track. Of course, of course. Yeah. Um. All right. So, uh, let our listeners know where they can find your mixtape again and. If you, I don't know how active you actually still are on YouTube. I still subscribe. Thank you. That means you know I'm not active at all right now. (laughs) Okay. um, I'll come back to it eventually. Um, My my fans, man, I don't. (laughs) They forgot what I look like. Um, But uh, if you search Nick Gray, that's N-Y-K-G-R-E-Y. You can find it on SoundCloud, Bandcamp, YouTube, YouTube. and just searching all those places it probably got uploaded some other sites as well so if you just put that in a google search you're gonna find me all right um so uh 
again, thank you for hanging out with us. Of course. And um, what we normally do, uh, you are our first guest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but normally what we, what we do kind of start off with is um, music news. And uh, before we started, uh, well, Ben had sent me a, a screenshot. And um, it looks like Ed Sheeran is getting sued. Ben, can you tell us why? I'm livid. So I'm I'm mostly upset because uh, I'm mostly upset because they've done this before. I mean, the 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 Marvin Gaye estate or whoever was writing, whoever is is um is representing them on their behalf. Of course, so, you know they sued uh, Pharrell and Robin Thicke for blurred lines. Um, I still remember Greg telling me like he thought it sounded like um. A Marvin Gaye song, and now the song got to give it up. Give it up, yeah. I I kind of agreed, but I was just like, it's music, man. Like, especially as a writer, like it's it's music. It can't patent chord progressions. Um, But I will say, like the first time I heard "Thinking Out Loud" by Ed Sheeran, I I did think it sounded like "Let's Get It On." Um, Even has like that old kind of like soul feel to it. I mean, he's playing a strat for the main riff. so yeah, needless to say, there he's getting sued by the lyricist, which kind of blows my mind. So this guy Ed Townsend, who wrote the lyrics, didn't write the music. He co-wrote the lyrics, is suing him for um, thinking out loud, sounding too much like "Let's Get It On." Um, if, I mean, if you're suing the basis of the lyrics, you ain't got no case. But um, overall, I mean, the tracks do sound similar. I don't agree with it. I don't like it. I hope it gets thrown out, but. Unfortunately, I, I believe the reason he's doing this, this is because the precedent was set. Well, when they won that case. The precedent was set. Well, it's the family of Ed Townsend. Uh, Ed Townsend is no longer with us, uh, but they are suing okay. for the. Um, <laughs> I know it, it seemed like oh he's the but yeah because they keep uh, saying Ed Townsend is Ed Townsend is and so yeah it's the his heirs his family they're suing for what they see as the unlawful usage of the quote unquote heart of Marvin Gaye's 1973 classic Let's Get It On co-written by Townsend um, so it kind of it, it sounds like it's the same case as with Blur Lines yeah. um. Did I say that blurred line sounds exactly like? Yeah. You were the first person to say it. To me. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I was hearing. So, <laughs> I mean, I, um, and because of because of the blurred lines case, Ed Townsend's family may have a case, um, and that's unfortunate. I mean, I didn't think it would go really go through with blurred lines because it wasn't a direct sample. It just. It just kind of sounds alike. Well, I mean, like, no, I mean, Joe Satriani tried to sue Coldplay, Coldplay. Yeah. Um, for Viva La Vida. Like, I mean, it's just like, I don't know. Like, it's, you don't, you don't see, you don't see successful artists. Like, you don't see, like, um, who's big right now. You don't see, like, whoever's at the top of the charts right now suing because they think someone sounds the same. You don't see Taylor Swift. I'm, yes, I'm throwing her out there again. You don't see Taylor Swift. Actually, no, she kind of did come up to Calvin Harris stuff for that song. So, I don't know. Maybe you do, but... Well, that's because she, she didn't get paid yeah. and she didn't want anyone to know that she co-wrote it. Yeah, that's that was so stupid. But you don't see Which Kanye didn't make West sense. suing somebody because this sounded like this. Like or just, future what? suing designer. Yeah, you don't see future su- Exactly. <laughs> you, you sound like me. Like, you don't see that happening from people who are, like, you know, making money. Like, you so <laughs> Everyone's seen that video. There's this, um, there's this guy, he's 
he had the as the caption when future first heard panda and the guy he's kind of sit there he's brought his head to it he's like when did i write this <laughs> <laughs> um so um yeah do you, i mean do you think this do you think uh ed townsend's family has a case um i i'm gonna say i don't think they should if it's if it's strictly lyrics versus the how the song sounds, I don't I don't think they should have a case. But we know how yeah. cases go in our American justice system. Yeah. But that's another story. Yeah. I don't I don't like it. I think all of these cases set they just set a horrible horrible precedent. And it's I mean like honestly, it's it's gonna make writers kind of gun shy. Um, you might have a good idea, and because it slightly sounds like something else that someone else written has written, you might just abandon the song altogether. I mean, hell, this is and, and let's and let's not like fake it. Like this song just won Song of the Year. Like it's not a coincidence that they're coming after him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I'm pretty certain if this song doesn't win Song of the Year, if it's not one of the biggest songs um, of that year, hell, I think it's still like at the top of iTunes, like one of the top ten songs on iTunes. I don't think they come after him like this. And I mean, Blurred Lines was kind of the same way. Oh, they yeah. didn't win Song of the Year, thank God. But it was the number one. <laughs> everywhere. It was the number one song. Everywhere. It got to the point where I got sick of it. Like, so, I mean, they, they're not coming after, like, you know, uh, bubbling under the Hot 100 songs. <laughs> they're not coming after those. Well, if, if, if this goes to court and it is, if it looks like they have a case, then um, I think, uh, well, who would need to sue Mark Ronson and Bruno Mars for Uptown Funk? Um, Stay, man. <laughs> I, yeah, Morris Day, um, maybe George Clinton. Uh, they, yeah, they need to sue. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everyone, everyone, funk all funk artists. Yes. Um. So yeah, I think they'll have a case based on precedent. If it, if this were before Blurred Lines, maybe uh, this was set up Blurred Lines. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and then they sue for that. Um. So, um, uh, R. Kelly is dating someone in his age group, and I use the term age group very, very loosely. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, well, Ben, um, Ben sent me another screenshot, and it was <laughs> someone who tweeted, We just grateful she legal, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like I'm, a, I'm, I'm a, hard, I'm a huge R. Kelly fan. Um, but what is he doing? Like, what are you like? <sighs> He's a man with needs. I guess. But I, I have other questions aside from her being 19. Um, she was born like, like after 12 play. Uh, after I believe I can fly. fly. Just in time for I wish. <laughs> and best of both worlds so she knows thug r kelly when he started kind of like does she though i mean i don't feel like she's at an age where like where she even would have grown up in her teens and even known who he was maybe i don't know stepping she's ever been to a family reunion she's yeah. heard the stepping songs well she doesn't look like that kind of girl <laughs> um maybe she's been around those type of i don't know I, I'll be honest. She doesn't look like she she dances at family reunions. If she, you understand she doesn't have I mean. to dance, but she has a family who's probably well, African okay. American. Maybe. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Let me uh, let me see her again. 
Oh no, she. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I I, I would not, I would not nah. believe that she uh, would go to a family reunion where they would play uh, stepping songs that, like by R. Kelly. Unless she went with a friend. Possible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I I'll just be I'll just be real. Like at this point, someone said that he wrote AJ nothing but a number for Aaliyah back when she was like fourteen, fifteen. So I mean. Not to mention, I mean, well, like, yeah, he already has he already has a <clears throat> reputation yeah. for this kind of behavior. He's not helping himself. But yeah. I guess because she's nineteen, it doesn't really count. It technically yeah. doesn't count. Technically, yeah. Technically, but it's technically still- a very another very loose term. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that but we're no, using. It's still like you know somebody's gonna. It still just looks bad. No, it does. It, I think didn't they meet like where her and her mom went to one of his shows? I believe it. I believe it. I don't know, but I believe it. Like he's old enough to be her father, and in some communities, her grandfather. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just weird, but okay. It's like I, I the only the only thing we can expect from R. Kelly is that she is of age. That's the only thing we could have hoped for. And that's what we got. Well, <laughs> you know what? What a man does in his own bedroom oh, and records on a video <laughs> camera and not meant to be seen by the yeah, public is his own business. Yeah, like if it's his own business. As long as it's two consenting adults. <laughs> um, and technically, she is an adult. an adult. When we say teenage, how are we talking? Yeah. <laughs> um, as in the words of Dave Chappelle, how old is 15, really? But, <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, what we try to mention every time is the number one song in the Billboard Hot 100, which is still Sia's Cheap Thrills. Go, girl. And the current number one album is DJ Khaled's Major Key. Is it? Is it? Ma- it's called Major Key, right? I, I believe it is. Um. We, okay, I I can't call DJ Khaled an artist, right? Because it's um, I, the producer is very it's a that's a very loose term. But loose. you know what? Yeah, this is what I, I I thought about as far as DJ Khaled goes. He's a producer. How Quincy Jones is a producer, but Quincy Jones did some stuff musically, like he would yeah. conduct yeah. orchestras, yeah. band leader, songwriter. Yeah. He still did that stuff, but you know, if he had he had some people around him and they did some stuff, he'll put it on he'll put it on an album and put his name on it yeah. because he put it together. But with DJ Khaled, it's just him getting artists together. The way I like to think of him is, uh, and it just kind of came to me, but he's like Nick Fury. He doesn't do anything, <laughs> but he gathers the people, he gets them together, and he just like, hey, you know, I did this. My name is on this. Director DJ Khaled. Exactly. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's the number one album. Uh, have you listened to that album at all? Not yet. I will listen to it though. I've only heard the song um, "I Got the Keys." Yep, I heard. I've heard that. And that's because of a. Uh, I work at a, a radio station, and on one of the talk shows, they they wanted that song as one of their um, music breaks. So that was the first time I heard the song. Um, I was hoping there was a there's a two K exclusive track he had called Three Six Five. That I was hoping would be on here, and it's not, and I'm kind of upset because I, I I don't know where to get it. 
Well, now you have to buy the game. Yeah. Well, I, I, I play it all the time, and that's why. And so, like, I was hoping I could have it in my hand. Like, yeah. It's my phone. Um, it's a really good track. DJ Khaled, if you're listening, you, you disappointed me, man. Not that you care, but still. Like, we'll probably have it come out with, a, like, a deluxe version of the album. It'll be on Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of been a, uh, not a major music news week have the Olympics going on. Are you watching the Olympics at all? I've seen some clips. Um, I haven't watched any. My schedule is so terrible at work. <laughs> but yes, I've uh, seen some clips. Um, I haven't watched any of it. Yeah. Uh, I know the U.S. basketball team, the men's team, barely won. They barely beat Serbia today. I think they're kind of... It's If it's still in group play, I understand. It's like, can we just get to where we play for the medals now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so... Um, other than that, um, I don't really watch anything and I'm not, are you one of those people that watch, I don't know if you're a football fan, but no. do you watch, you don't, okay, never Sorry. mind. Sorry, didn't, want to, didn't mean to a, shut you fine. down. No, that's fine. That's it, fine. Cause I was going to keep ask, the runtime down. I was going to ask if, I, no, I was just going to ask if you watch preseason football and if you said yes, I was going to judge you. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I'm glad I avoided that. Uh, cause it's like seeing, like if you go to see your favorite band and they have an opening act. But the headliner actually plays first, and then the opening <laughs> act plays the rest of the show after. That is preseason football. Oh, I was going to say, it's even worse. It's like going to see your favorite band rehearse. Like, you just watch the sound check and you leave. Like, yeah, I was thinking, like, tuning the instruments. I was just thinking that. Yeah, like, tune the guitar. Like, all right, good night. Like, that's preseason. <laughs> just tuning the guitar. Not a sound check. Just tuning it. It's like, oh, it's the, it's the guitar tech. All right. All right. All right. So, um... But another segment that we have in here is our earworms of the week. And that happened just as my internet stopped. Hey, I paid the bill. Okay, now we're back. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, Ben, what is your earworm of the week? I was debating using this song, but it is truly an earworm. I've listened to this song many, many times. It's by Third Eye Blind, um, which some people know is my favorite band. They've fallen on, I don't want to say hard times, but... I mean, it's not the 90s anymore. They're just not what they used to be. Um, the band is almost unrecognizable. The song is called Cop Versus Phone Girl. And uh, for some reason, in their old age, they've gotten very political. I, I don't know why. Um, apparently, they were trolling the um, they were trolling the GOP at <laughs> the Republican National Convention, singing like all of their political anti-right-wing songs. So it's very funny. This is another one of them. It's a lot catchier. I don't know. It just I, I like it a lot. It's... It's called Cop versus Phone Girl. Chicago showed up to class and she pulled out her mobile phone. It's the one thing that she owns to keep her known. She's an orphan now, she just moved to a foster home. That phone keeps her connected. She's gonna keep that shit protected. The teacher said, Get out of the class, come on, can I stay? And to his shame, he said, The call's been made. I hear footsteps sounding eager. Of a cop that's about to beat her Now I am on I am out for the good fight And if the cops go by Throw a piece of The slam came and threw Shikara backwards against the wall I mean he flipped her just like a rag doll and broke her arm Tossed across that room, face down on the deck 
He put his hands around a 16-year-old girl's neck. Now I am on. to say about that song (laughs) (laughs) cop versus phone girl um by third eye blind (laughs) (laughs) even though it's questionable what it is that they still have okay um (laughs) so um i guess our the main topic that we wanted to get into for tonight's episode uh is a trend that um, I don't know if people noticed or maybe it's just, um, you know, maybe it's a, I feel like I, it's along the lines of, you know, boy bands in the nineties or the hair metal bands of the eighties, um, or the, the pop princess of the, of the nineties or, uh, uh, crunk music of the early two thousands, uh, is the kind of the sing songy rapper question mark. Um, you know, uh, we started the show off with Nelly, uh, country grammar. Uh, and I think he's kind of the godfather of this whole thing, but what is different, I think with Nelly, okay. Yeah. He was singing, it was sing songy, Mm -hmm. but I think we all took it as sing songy. He's still rapping. Yes. Uh, but now with certain artists like future Fetty Wap, Drake, um, some other 
guys with Lil in front of their names <laughs> that I don't really know about, and I'm not in their demographic, so yeah. I just know that they're there. Uh, you know, they have this sing songy thing, and also using auto tune. Yeah, it, it's really popular. weird. Yeah. Well, popular again. Yeah, <laughs> like it, we're like coming back around to it. Um. So with this new wave of sing songy rappers, um, uh, starting with you, Eric, like what what do you think is what do you think people like about it that makes it popular? Because we have like, for example, designer um, he had a number one song with Panda and he he rapped on that. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So with this yeah. song, like. Timmy Turner, which sounds like a really weird Gregorian chant, yeah, <laughs> kind of song, um, uh, and songs, and you know, other songs like that. What? Why do you think? Why do you think people like it? I haven't been able to figure it out. I'm thinking because um, that's what they have. Um, because that's what's been <laughs> that's given to them. They, they they just take it. They say, "Hey, I can dance to this." You don't. And because it's so easy to make and replicate and people respond to it for whatever reason, again, I think it's just because they want to dance. They don't need to have very deep words and rhyme schemes and patterns and messages. They just want something to accompany the beat just so that they aren't listening to an instrumental. They have a uh, a verse every 16 bars and they can sing to and then they can just mumble the rest. Um, Ben, what what do you think? Why do you think people like it? I honestly have. I mean, I I agree with. I, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just <laughs> I, I I can't give a reason why. I I don't know why. I mean, I can think of why they do why people do it, but why people are seem to gravitate towards it is probably just because it is shoved down their throat. It's all they have. Um, I mean, for the most part, when it comes to pop trends, um, I mean, who sets them? I don't know, but like. It's it's it's. I feel like there's really no rhyme or reason to why certain things get big. It's just people start copying them. Like once one person does it and they're successful with it, then people just start copying it. And next thing you know, like everyone's it's a cycle. Everyone's doing it. Yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, I don't know why it's so popular. I, I I definitely have opinions on why people do it, but I don't know why it's popular. Um, it does sound like it's it's easy to put together, or you can. You can mumble words and get away with it. Put some auto tune on it, and then it sounds like something. Yeah. Um, like one, uh, what's interesting is that I maybe I was hearing it wrong, but you would hear on like some Kanye West songs where I thought I was listening to a demo yeah. <laughs> because he's just mumbling a little bit. Yeah, he's mumbling a little too much. Um, it's like this this song wasn't done. Um <laughs> but now uh he could do that and and maybe have a hit song now. Um, so um like I said, we started off with, with Nelly. Um some other artists I have on the playlist, which I called Sing Songy Rappering. <laughs> um I can't call it rapping. It's like it's rap ish, so it's rapper ring. They're being like a rapper. Um I have Ja Rule, who I also partially blame for this. Yeah. Um, uh, and then some artists I have on here, going back, 
they actually like rapped and sang separately like uh, Missy Elliott or Lauren Hill. Um, I think the, the line started to blur with Lil Wayne and um, I guess a little with T-Pain, but I think T-Pain also tried to make that distinction that he was a singer, singer yeah, and right. not necessarily a rapper. A rapper singer, yeah. Um, and uh, so, you know, maybe those artists kind of maybe separated it, mm-hmm. but who have definitely blurred the line is Drake, Future, Fetty Wap. Yeah. Um, I have Tory Lanez, uh, Ty Dolla Sign, uh, Travis Scott. Ty Dolla Sign is the most confusing. Yeah, yeah. He's the most confusing. Um, because he'll be on a song with Major Laser or Fifth Harmony. <laughs> um, and it'll be the same as if it was on his own album. Um, so he he kind of like sparked the whole thing. But then going back, like, oh, there are these other artists that have kind of done that. But he's kind of like where that blur would like that's the biggest blur on the on the list well, one person too and I, I, I'm surprised I never thought about this Bone yeah well, Bone yeah with, Bone Thugs and Harmony, Harmony yeah yeah um, is all yeah. yeah I don't know it's been like it's 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 been throughout I don't want to necessarily say throughout rap history but I mean it's just like it's different like I, I don't think we saw anyone make it as big as Nelly doing it like Bone was popular, but like Nelly, like really jumped on the scene, and like everything sounded like a hook. Like the entire song <laughs> sounded like a hook. Yeah. And then he came. He came out from that first album, if I remember correctly, singing on um, "Ride with Me." Like he sang that whole song. And before then, other than Missy, who was female, I can't remember any male rapper that I'd heard sing an entire song. Like you mainly rap, but you're singing this song. I can't think of any other other male rapper I heard doing that. Yeah, nothing's coming for me. Um, I mean, there there were one like at the time there were some that were close. The closest probably to me would have been Ja Rule at the time. Uh, well, yeah, we kind of saw that hook road a few without you. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and that that's another thing. Like with singing, you don't necessarily have to sound like amazing, right. like like a pop or R and B singer. They're not praised for their vocal skills, these guys, I think. Um, maybe some people try to say that they can sing. I'm still on the fence about Drake as a singer. Uh, uh, oh, don't be on the fence. He ain't good. He's, he's, <laughs> he's okay. He's, he's, he's good enough. He yeah. can carry a tune. Um, but there's guys like... Uh, well, Ty Dolla Sign has some help. By help, I mean auto-tune. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Fetty Wap, I... He's another one of those guys that's kind of in the Ty Dolla Sign yeah. group. Yeah. Um, like I, <laughs> I don't know what this song is supposed to be. Not that I'm like trying to put them in a box, but Trap Queen is like, um, he did his own verse. Like he, he, he was featured in his own song. He sang the first verse, then he comes in. He comes in and like he raps a verse. Like he just. It was almost like Fetty Wap featuring Fetty Wap. <laughs> and it was just like featuring a verse by Fetty Wap. And like, I thought, and honestly, like when I didn't like the song, and then I heard it again, and I heard him do that, that made me like the song. 
I was like, this dude was just featured on his own song. Like, he comes in and raps the second verse, and that's what made me start liking the song. And to this day, I'm ashamed of that. But <laughs> don't be. <laughs> no such thing as a guilty pleasure. Um, that's a lie. <laughs> so with with these kind of artists, I'll, I'll I'll ask you, Eric. Like, um, do you like? Did you do you think like they blur the line, or do you see them as one or the other, as a rapper or a singer specifically? Um, I I do try to put them in a box. I I try to put Ty Dolla Sign in the singer box more so than the the rapper box. But he he raps too mainly. Be, I guess because rap is so manly and proud. I guess and you know I'm just like yeah you're a singer and Fetty Wap like yeah you're a singer too. Uh, Future Future was a really confusing one for me. I guess he technically I guess he's more of a rapper. I don't I don't know where to put a lot of these people, but um. I don't know. I think it's really hard for, um, like I was saying about Drake earlier before we started recording, like it's, I don't know what to expect when I see your name on a record or if it says featuring Drake, yeah. are you rapping? Or are you singing? I don't, it, it, I don't yeah, know to get can, excited. It or, can go either way. Right. Like to me, um, I think I was, uh, saying this to, to you, Ben, that views is it's as much a dance hall album as it is a rap album. Um, and it's, and with his Drake's biggest hits are when he's singing, primarily singing one dance, hold on. We're going home. Find your love is one though. He is singing on those. It makes him more accessible to a pop audience. Most definitely. Um, and I, I always do this on air. I, I forget songs. So when he's dancing in the sweater, um, Started from the bottom. Blank. Oh, oh yeah. Um, How I blank he sings on like that was huge. I'm su- I'm surprised that wasn't his first number one hit. Whereas um, Controller was, but like um, one, no, one, one dance, dance was. One dance, was. Controller, one dance, yeah. How I blank was like number two for yeah. months. But it's <laughs> it like, like it's like he figured out the formula. And I'm sure if we go back and check, like his biggest songs to this date were likely the songs he was singing on. Because I mean, he would release some songs where he's rapping. Um, like forever, he rapped on that one. Um, although his first one, "Sign Your Love," from that album, that was his first single, if I remember correctly. Um, but I think he's—I mean, if anything, he's probably—and I hate to bring this band up—he's probably taking the Nickelback approach. And for those <laughs> who don't understand the Nickelback approach, um, before their last two albums, which were straight garbage, if you start with um, "All the Right Reasons" and before, um, every Nickelback album had like two maybe three like pop friendly radio friendly acoustic songs and then the rest was like full of like really heavy hard rock and like they would release the pop songs like those pop songs paid for the album mm, like they released yeah. those to like your pop radio stations oh uh, that that's gonna go to number that's gonna be top 20 top 10 and you release the hard rock songs so like if you look at all the right reasons animals um, was which a lot of you probably don't know if, you, if, you, if yeah animals was their radio their rock single, and then photograph which I'm sure a lot of you do know yes was the pop single, no one knew um, animals. <laughs> <laughs> animals was an awesome song. If you heard it, you'd be like oh wow I didn't know Nickelback came hard like that. Yeah they do. Ninety percent of their album is that, and then like the the other ten percent is like look at this photograph. And that's all people know. They're like, Nickelback sucks. And it's like, actually, they're very accomplished musicians. They just know where their bread is buttered. And I said all of that to come back to, I think Drake, Drake knows where his bread is buttered. He's like, I need to sing on these tracks. 
release those as singles and then I'm gonna rap on these but now like listening to views like it's like someone told him like hey dog you should sing on 90 percent and rap on 10 percent and so like now he's doing a reverse nickelback and that's the thing now like he's 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 rapping on fewer tracks and he's actually singing on yeah it. but it you know it's clearly working i used to like uh drake i was a hugest drake fan um I probably would have brought his name up as much as I bring up Logic's name tonight. Um, back when Comeback Season came out, I was just the hugest Drake fan. He had one track on there that was singing. And I used to be a little bit bitter, like, <laughs> around the time when, you know, hold on, we're going home. I'm like, I'm just sick of this singing Drake. I, I, I need him to rap a few verses, at least a little bit. But it, it, I just realized, like, this comeback season Drake would not have made it in the rap game. He would have just been another guy. guy. He would have been wheelchair Jimmy forever. Oh, God. But now he's <laughs> transcended that. So I'm now I'm a, a bit more happy for him. Uh yeah, with with Drake, like I listened to, to comeback season too. I didn't even know he was a rapper until an episode of Degrassi. Um there's an episode where um I think her name was Ashley and she wants to be a songwriter. And she found out he could rap. So he did a, a rap on her song and everyone liked the rap part. And then like during and like during a live performance, he did the rap and everyone liked it. And then in the recording, she took his rap part off the song to submit it for her demo. <laughs> and then when she did a live performance by herself, no one really liked the song and he just came out there and started rapping because he felt bad for it and everyone started going what? crazy. <laughs> oh, so I'm guessing she doesn't have a career. No, I don't I can't remember that actress's name. Oh, <laughs> but well not a music career. Not in the States. I mean Degrassi is is a Canadian show and Nickelback is also Canadian, so mm-hmm. um maybe that's where Drake got the I idea. Because I mean it's genius. Like Sugar Ray did it. Like it's it's very smart, like um and this is kind of off topic, so I'll be quick about it. Chad Kroger is 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 very strategic. Um, if you listen to like their first album, you wouldn't recognize them. If you listen to their second album, you might not recognize them. And it was around that second album that someone was like, hey, bro, stop screaming. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you actually just start singing and not screaming on every song, you'll sell more records. And he took that to heart, and he went in there and wrote, this is how you remind me, and the rest is history. So, like, Chad... Kroger knows what he's doing. He just—he's about making money. He's about marrying Avril Lavigne and banging her. Even I don't think she's that hot, but mm. still, he. Then they Avril break Lavigne. up. Yeah, they're divorced now. Well, maybe that was a, also a strategic <laughs> move. Maybe. I'm gonna marry her now, but I'm not gonna yeah. stay married. Hi, hi, solo. <laughs> I don't know. So yeah, that was—he's strategic, and I, I guarantee you, Drake is strategic about this. He knows—he knows what he's doing. Um, I also think that the. Uh, I guess kind of there's kind of a culture or a um, subject matter thing with these artists. I feel like there's always like some kind of uh, there are drugs involved in some way and models. Right. Um, I know that just sounded like every song by the weekend, <laughs> but uh, I think that that happens with with these guys too. Uh, that there's that kind of culture too to where maybe it doesn't matter as long as we it they they seem like singers to somebody and then rappers to others um so maybe it doesn't matter um i don't know like okay i'll ask you this uh, 
what song to wear like any of these artists that may seem to blur the line do you even like I like Panda that's that's that that's about it right now that comes to mind. I, I do like Panda though. I do like Panda. So you don't like the Gregorian chants of Timmy Turner? Um, there's some non-controversy about Timmy Turner. Um, that Whiplash song that we played earlier. I uh, I say a line: uh, "Niggas magic with the ratchet, Timmy Turner with the burner." <laughs> right now, I, I I wrote that line in May. I released it to YouTube in June. His song comes out in July. I'm not going to go deep into it because I've already made a YouTube video. People can check it out. YouTube.com slash Mimaga11. It'll be in the show notes. But um, but yes. So, no. Don't like that song. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, 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 I can't stand it. Well, based on what the family of Ed Townsend is doing, you may have a case. That is true. You <laughs> <laughs> still the words and the heart of my song. Um, I think one of the... Uh, I mean, we mentioned Ty Dolla Sign uh, blurring the line and also with Fetty Wap. Uh, but Future is the he's the that he's the guy to where like, I don't know what this is. I mean, I understand if you like it because it sounds catchy, but I never understand what he's saying. Uh, it's I mean, I know he's using. Yeah, I know he's using auto tune, but it's almost like. Uh, I know Ben has said this he, uh, I, um, about Macy Gray. If she cleared her throat, her career would be over. <laughs> uh, so I feel the same way with with about Future. If he coughs, it it, it could change everything. Well, I mean, like a lot of Future is auto tune. Like it's like they add a lot of distortion to his voice, which can all be done in in post editing studio. Um, I don't know. Like it's. He he does like he he blurs that line and I keep thinking of where you at, um, whereas like on that song like Drake had to come in and be the rapper on that yep. song because like that his entire verse sounds like a hook like he's just constantly singing that melody over and over again, um, and Drake comes in and like and, and I, I don't know like I feel like Drake for a minute for a moment he used to say that Drake. I thought Drake thought he was from Drake thought he was from uh, Texas. Houston. Yeah. 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 Every now and then he'll throw you in like uh he'll throw in some other references. Like he as a matter of fact he threw uh um, all my exes live in Texas and then pays for the Jewish uh, or state like in the same yeah. part. Like, he don't know where he's from. The the Hooters on Peachtree he references. Yeah. Toronto's maybe not that cool then. He claims to be the, the god, yeah. but Maybe it's not that great. But yeah, like, all right, so the play in the background is where you're at. Like, the whole song sounds like a hook. 
I mean, I think if you're listening to this song, you aren't listening to it for uh, lyrical content anyway. You aren't listening to it for the flows. So if I was to write a verse to this song, like, oh, you're going to be on a song with Future. Okay, I'm not going to give a shit because <laughs> not to, you know, belittle any Future fans, but you guys don't really give a shit about lyrics too much. On a Future track, that's not why you listen to Future. You, you want to bounce. You want to bop your shoulders a little bit. Um, but yeah, like, even I hear... Uh, it's kind of well. It's kind of what turned me off to ESPN, not because they like Future, but kind of because like um, I guess they're jumping on the on the Future bandwagon, and I still don't understand it. Um, with the that'll be another topic down the line with like sports and rappers. Everyone who's a rapper wants to play, wants to be an athlete, and everyone who's an athlete wants to be a rapper. We did have an episode about athletes, though. Um, the only one who seemed to be any good at rapping or doing anything musically was Damian Lillard. <laughs> um, as a rapper, I mean, I think Wayman Tisdale was, he was, yeah. Um, but anyone else, it, I mean, Dwight Howard, Dwight Howard yeah. tried to, I mean, it was for kids, but still. No, who was the pitcher? That like was doing country versions of Tom Petty. <laughs> oh, uh, Nick Swisher. Yes, who's played for the Braves. Oh, yeah, um, but uh, I guess just kind of the um, the connection between sports and music. There, I mean, uh, it, I mean when it it was a story where um, like. Is future is his music being played at the Seattle Seahawks practice? <laughs> um, you know, and <laughs> did Russell Wilson say something about it? You know, you know, um, and it was it, I can't it became a story when it when they stopped. Uh, but everyone on the team likes Future, uh, and Russell Wilson he won't give you anything because he's always like on. Like he is a spokesperson for somebody all the time. So he's not <laughs> going to say anything that will offend anybody. Um, uh, sorry. The next song just kept on playing. Um, do you, how long do you think this, this could go on? Like what's it going to take for it to be a total turn off uh, for the masses who like these kind of artists? Do you think it would it would take something for it to stop or is it just going to be like time passing and, you know, trends will change? Yes, yeah, it's, it's just gradual. Um, we'll we never notice when it happens, but it's going to happen. There's always a gimmick no matter which decade we're in, um, especially in rap. I mean, MC Hammer, yeah. the, you know, <laughs> Vanilla Ice. And then you had the, the No Limit thing going on. You had the Soldier Boy that got old, T-Pain that got old and then it kind of came back. So, um it's it's just gonna gradually go away. We aren't gonna notice. We're gonna look around one day and be like, "Hey, you remember? Future? Yeah, you remember future?" <laughs> um, well, let me ask you this because I see, I see like a few different videos. I think there's one with um, with DMC from Run DMC. There's one with Scarface, um, and I think there was a video from uh, what is this kid's name? Lil Uzi Vert. Mm-hmm. Heard of him? Uzi Vert. Uzi Vert. Yeah, they make me feel. Old too. Um, <laughs> uh, well, I know with a DMC, he was being interviewed about like, you know, what do you think of the 
of the rappers that are out today and basically was saying like yeah they're putting out garbage um <laughs> they talked to scarface and he's like yeah these guys are putting out garbage and and then an uh, interview where ebro is talking to Lil uzi vert and wanted him to freestyle there was a little issue about what kind of beat was going to be played like if it was like some old school beat he wasn't going to rap over it um so there's a divide between what i guess the the legends or pioneers or just the older artists in general think of what's popular today um they're really you know maybe they're kind of like us well i i can well i only speak for me i don't get it <laughs> right. um but uh even with the artists that are out there right now that are popular there may not be any kind of um, respect or reverence or even acknowledgement of the past as far as like how you got to do music like this. And it's not like as controversial or a big deal as it may have been before. Um, do you guys think there that there's a divide there or is it just like, um, yeah, old people aren't going to get it. Uh, but the kids like it. Um, and these old people should just shut up. Do you think it's that kind of situation? I mean, this sounds like Soldier Boy versus Ice Tea all over again, man. Like, <laughs> that's what I'm getting. Like, I mean, older people, they aren't, they aren't going to get it. I, that's what I think it is. Um, I've never heard of Lil Uzi Vert. I'm looking him up right now. He is young. He is 22. Um, Don Cannon discovered him, really? Okay. The canon. That's interesting. Um, no, I mean, like, I don't... I, I, I do think there's a bit of a divide. And you kind of don't... You don't want to be the old man on the lawn. You know, shout get off my lawn. Send me a portion. Get off my lawn um, to new rap fans. Um, because all that's really going to do is kind of push them away. Um, now, if you, know, if you do have new rap fans who just don't want to hear it, then that's something different. But you, I mean, like doing what Scarface and DMC just did, which you were talking about, that to me that kind of scares older rock fans away. I mean, newer newer rap fans. I'm not talking. I, I'm thinking of rock in my head because I'm thinking I'm what I'm doing right now is comparing like grunge in the '90s to older music, and thinking though like a lot of those artists had respect. I mean, like Kurt Cobain had a lot of respect for music that came before him, going so far as to cover you know covering the David Bowie song. Um, showing his respect for for bands like the Meat Puppets, um, and I guess you know we're not seeing that as much in rap, but I mean like the rap nowadays is so different, um, not just stylistically but sonically, it's just so different that like you'd almost have to wonder like why would they respect it? Because it is so different. So yeah, you, someone had to come before you to give you um, the ability to do this. I mean hell, the Rap Grammy is now shown on TV. The first rap Grammy given out was not, I believe, up until. It seemed like the first twenty. Yeah, <laughs> at I least. Mean, like, Jay Z was getting Grammys off TV, so like it's come a long way. You should respect it. Doesn't mean they are going to respect it, but I definitely don't think like saying that everything they're putting out is crap is going to make them want to respect you. Even though I don't. I mean, I see he's like featured on songs with Young Thug, who I don't like. So I mean, like I don't like the music. I'm not a fan of it, but you got to bridge that gap. Um, do you think, um, hmm, 
I, I had a question and it, and it just left me. Um, as far as the, do you think it's dismissive when an older rapper says this is garbage? Do you see it as dismissive at all? It, it might come off that way to, uh, the younger person or not even just the younger person, but the person who likes it. If they say that, uh, uh, you know, I'm not feeling this. I don't like it. This is garbage or whatever. I, I think there should be a little bit more constructive criticism as to why, of course. Um, but people people don't like you not liking what they like. I know that was a very trash oh, yeah, sentence. I, 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 <laughs> but whenever yeah, you I criticize uh, something that people like, they're going to they'll, they'll just get angry. They don't because that has emotional ties to them. And that has to be understood as well as to why this person likes this song what hard times could this stupid song have gotten them through where they have this emotional connection to this song or this artist. So, um, it, it's fair to say, I don't like it. You know what I mean? I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't like a lot of the newer stuff nowadays, but you know, live and let live. If you like the trash, like the trash. Yeah. I mean, there are, uh, um, I, I think I mentioned this on our podcast before I make playlists mainly if they fit the criteria, not necessarily if I like the song, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I got a lot of songs on here that I don't uh, really like. Can you give me some examples of uh, criterias where you would? Well, song? like depend on like what the topic is. Like, okay, gotcha. okay. With this, the the sing songy rapper, right? Um, uh, uh, Travis Scott. I have Antidote by Travis Scott. No. Um, I have Flex by Rich Homie Quan. No. I, uh, we're pissing a lot of people off. I, I I don't know what he said. I just heard the ooh 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 part. That's I. Uh, um, every generation do this though. Like every generation thinks that they're better than the generation that comes after them. I mean, it's it's almost like a, a, a tale as old as time. I mean, like people who were jazz fans, or like when you know rock music came around. Oh, rock music's not as good as jazz, and when. You know, there's people who are, who do rock music. I mean, they're like, oh, what's this this pop music crap? Or I mean, it's just like every every generation, even people who played rock back in the day, don't think that rock is as good as it used to be. So <laughs> it's, it's just true. like, I mean, it's it's really is is literally as old as time. Like it's just like people, like something new comes along, the new generation doesn't understand it, and the old generation is just like, well, what we did was better. When if you think about it, I mean. And I mean, once again, I always go back to pop because it's what I know. I mean, is is Material Girl really that much better than like Hit Me Baby One More Time? Like, is it? It's like a virgin, really that much better than Genie in a Bottle? It. I mean, come on. I mean, it's uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it'll all be like debatable. Yeah, you know, early but, on is held up as just like, well, you know, this is how pop music should be, yeah. and it's just like, I mean, I get it. Nostalgia goggles. Yeah. I like it, but come on, let's not sit here and pretend that it's just like on a different level than like something by Britney Spears or Christina Aguilera or 98 Degrees or something. Like, let's not, let's not pretend, people. Like it's all pop music. Um, one thing I wanted to get to is uh, I don't know how much R and B you may listen to, but does do you think it's changed how R and B is viewed as far as these kinds of artists to where like if it's you know they're kind of singing. But now, if R&B wants to be as popular, they have to change, too. Have you noticed anything like that? It's almost like R&B doesn't exist anymore. If you think about, yeah. you know, we can think about singing rappers a lot. 
But when we say, you know, who's some singers? What's the last nice R&B album you heard? You, it's hard to think of as, as far as being mainstream. Yeah. Uh, there, I mean, there are only like a couple of artists out there. Um, I, I, there's Chris Brown That's and there's right. Usher. Usher's still still out here. Yeah. But I think he's all he he's kind of changed what um what has worked for him as well. Like he right. has a song with Young Thug and it, it could have been Young Thug featuring Usher and it wouldn't have yeah. really made a difference. Right. If you really think about it and at least from what I've been seeing, a lot of the R&B style singers in that that like actually sing with that style are really just kind of moving towards pop. They're not really doing anything with an urban soul sound. Um, they're just doing pop music now because it's accessible. Because, I mean, like, I mean, I don't know if you guys have heard it, but, I mean, like, Justin Bieber tried to do an R&B album, and it didn't go anywhere. So he came right back to pop. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, why? That's true. And, and, it just, and it sounded like a late 90s, early 2000s R&B album. Had, like, a ton of rappers featured on it. I'm pretty, I think, like, Big Sean, Future. Did the song with R. Kelly on it. And like it, it really went nowhere. Like I think it was like an online exclusive that he released wow. called Journals, I believe it was called. And like after that he was like, Man, whatever. And he just and he put out his latest pop album, which I cannot think of the name of it, but Purpose. Like every song that he released was a hit. <laughs> like, yeah. like he released like five singles. They all were hits. Um He's well, Justin Bieber is kind of on my list of sing songy rapping. Not not, really? at, not as a rapper, not as the sing songy rapper, but just as a an example because he was on a song with um with Will I Am, uh, who is kind of he, he kind of blurred that line to me too because he's kind of sing songy. Yeah, he's been like three different kinds of artists at least. <laughs> <laughs> he was like you know, um, uh. What what was the? Like early Black Eyed Peas was like he was like rapping. Like, yeah, he was rapping, but he was like um, native tongues ish. Yeah. Um, and then they got Fergie, and then it was like really poppy. Uh, <laughs> and then it got like a electro and techno and more EDM, and that's where he is now. Uh, <laughs> um. Uh, I also have uh, I have Soldier Boy on the list. Uh, turn my swag on is is one of those songs okay. that I blame for this. <laughs> um, uh, Kid Cudi, Most I, I, Most I thought he I, I thought he was a rapper. I I don't know of any song in which he actually rapped on that um, that that's popular <laughs> that that he actually rapped day and night. But that was so many years. That ago. was but he's kind of sing songy on that he one. Is. <laughs> um. Uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony, of course. Yep. Uh, Outcast. I uh, have well, Roses is more the yeah, example Andre there. Andre three thousand more. Um, I have a uh, K Camp. Uh, I put Ed Sheeran on here. Is it because of Don't. <laughs> because of Sing. And that too. Okay, yeah. Because you know Don't had a remix with uh, with Rick Ross. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um. There was a poll, I think it came out last year, to where Ed Sheeran was named the most influential artist in black music. What? I, is it a joke? Is it on the onion? I, I, no. They're John Mary I don't think. Huh? They're John marrying him. That's what I guess. Doing. Yeah. Because at, <laughs> at one point, like, John Mary had this quote unquote hood pass where, like, he was on, like, he was playing with Quest Love and, like, he's on a Chappelle show and. He's, he did a song with Alicia Keys, and it's like, is this is this what Ed Sheeran's gonna do? Like, 
Is he going to do a song with Alicia Keys? Like, <laughs> Well, Sing was produced by Pharrell, oh, yeah. so maybe he's just starting that way. Um, I swear if I hear, like, if I hear him, feature, like, someone featuring Ed Sheeran and he comes out rapping a verse <laughs> in that British accent. <laughs> um, oh, God. Well, yeah, I did, well, I played, we played less music on this episode. Now we're kind of like how the first two episodes were, where it wasn't, like, a lot of music clips. Um, but that's because we had a, a third person <laughs> to talk to. Sorry. <laughs> oh no, no, it's not a problem. Not a problem. I mean, there was there was a lot to um, there's a lot to talk about. So it was good that we got into that. Uh, so uh, if you follow me on Spotify, I also I think I've already shared it on our Facebook page. Um, the sing songy rappering is uh is the name of the playlist. Um. How far are we into this? Oh, we're at an hour 45. Uh, by far the longest episode. <laughs> Setting records. <laughs> First guest, episode, longest yeah. episode, part of history. Um, so what we're going to get into is uh, is my earworm of the week. Um, uh, one of my... One of my favorite bands, I was first introduced to them by Ben because they had a song on NBA 2K8, I think, oh, uh, oh, or 2K9. Um, it's Mike Snow, oh. and they had an album that I think it came out fairly recently, um, well, earlier this year, at least, <laughs> and they had a song called um, Genghis Khan. And uh, it's on my my Uber playlist, so my passengers may hear it from time to time. And her name again, and then they go. That's pretty good. Hold up, let's go back because there's something playing in the background, and that was weird. All right, let's try this again.
right, this is Genghis Khan by Mike Snow. They'll be on our BTTYHT Earworms playlist. I'll uh, repost that playlist on our Facebook page. Okay, we've been here for a while. <laughs> um, and it's been very, um, very hip hop heavy. Uh, I wanted to ask you, Eric, what other artists like that are not rappers like do you enjoy? That are not rappers. Definitely number one is the Foreign Exchange. Um, if you want to throw Zoe in there too, since he's a part of it, but he makes separate albums. Uh, Foreign Exchange, definitely number one. Been listening to K Trinata a whole lot, 99.9%. Oh, yeah. I, li- I like that. Could be my album of the year, hip hop <laughs> or otherwise. Um, those are the main two ones. I, I love me some Daft Punk, but who doesn't? Um, and yeah, that's about it when I'm listening to. All right. Um, now, uh, I think that was, was that October or November where we were at the same foreign exchange? Show? Yes, that was, uh, <laughs> yeah, like October. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, I went to see them in June again. I was standing in the same exact spot I was in October, uh, but it was still a really fun show. And for those who are familiar with the foreign exchange and Zoe, uh, Zoe and uh, Carmen Rogers are doing a show at terminal West or center stage. I can't remember which venue, but they have a show next week. Um, so if anyone wants to, who's who knows of them and wants to check them out, um, do you do you go to do you go to live shows often? Not as much as I want to. The last one I went to was Odyssey. That was uh late last year or was it early this year? I think it was early this year. But um definitely not as much as I want to. I have the uh the Bands in Town app app which is definitely a must for anybody who likes going to concerts. But um right now I haven't really had the time. I think I've already missed Logic this year, too. So I'm just trying to see those people off my bucket list. But there's some people like Foreign Exchange, who I've seen twice, uh, Run the Jewels, who I've seen three times, that I'm just willing to go to every time they come. All right. Um, uh, Now, I know, I think it was, I saw you, I heard you reference this. I can't remember where, but maybe it was on a YouTube video. Um that you are a fan of Ryan Leslie as well? Yes. Big, 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 big fan. Um like the I like I like the first album. Mm-hmm. And I like the second album, but why I mean just you know, as an artist, I feel like he should have I don't know, I feel like he should have been more popular than 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 he like he's kinda like I forget about him. Yeah, he's definitely one you know? of the ones where it's just like, how how are you not more popular? I mean, the the third album I, I definitely didn't like as much. He was trying to be like a rock star rapper thing, but his first uh, addiction was a, a pretty big hit. It was a modest hit, I guess you could say. Um, there weren't many hits off the second album. I can't think of anybody mentioning any of that. But um, you know, when I bring up Brian Leslie, who you know, that's normally the reaction. <laughs> But um, but yeah, huge fan. Still waiting on the next album, Ryan. Don't know when that's coming, but let's make it happen. Speaking of someone who hasn't uh, come out with an album yet, uh, as of right now, uh, yeah, that Frank Ocean album still yeah. isn't nope. here yet. All this ocean. Um, <laughs> how, were you were you disappointed when the, okay the album's coming out on Friday and then nothing? I wasn't really checking for it, but 
I think there's so much hype behind it now to where I have to I have to check it out, even if I don't give a shit. Like I have to listen to it <laughs> to be you know with the times, I guess. So yeah, it's got the internet salty. No pun intended. Actually, it was Frank Ocean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So as of right now, still no Frank Ocean album. Um, I know people are refreshing the his website and and whatever torrent page they frequent Um, there's gonna be so much hype for that album it 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 will not live up to the expectations it will not i mean like this is gonna this is like seinfeld season like like series finale big like this is like mash series finale like it's gonna be well mash series finale is one of the most watched television programs ever People are still mad about the Seinfeld series finale yeah. and to the Sopranos. Sopranos, yep, that, that, that immediately <laughs> came to mind. Um, okay, so if people have made it to this part of the podcast, uh, Eric, tell the people one more time where they can find whatever you want them to find about you. Alrighty, if you want to find anything, uh, me in general, you're going to look up Mean Mugga Eleven. That's M E A N M U G G. A H one one. I know it's a terrible name, but it was my gamer tag back in like 2008. And I was just like, I'm just going to make it everything because I'm lazy. So that is uh, YouTube, Twitter, Snapchat, Tumblr, Facebook, um, pretty much everything. Now, if you want to find my music, you're going to want to look at Nick Gray, which is N Y K G R E Y, a much better name, um, easier to remember. And it has a unique spelling, so it should be easily Googleable. Uh, how'd you come up with Nick Gray? Where'd that come from? Nick Gray is an alias I chose because I, I wanted a, uh, I didn't want to rap under Eric Weiss. So whenever I have an employer, it's like, oh, okay, let's see what this guy's all about. You know, oh, you don't it's want to just like, up. yeah, Government. yeah, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> they may hear me say some weird things like atheists corrupt your daughter. Don't want nobody to hear that. <laughs> so um, I chose Nick Gray because uh, Nicholas is my middle name. And Gray is my mother's maiden name. So I just changed the spelling on Nick, changed the spelling on Gray, and that's how I came up with it. All right. Um, okay, I need to write down the time so I can bleep out your last name. I don't want people to find you. No, I don't, I don't mind. I, I really don't mind. I don't mind. Okay. It's well, just then, the, I'll, then no edits. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll do it live. Um, you can uh, find our podcast uh hopefully by going to podomatic.com and searching for our podcast there. We're in the music category. This could be comedy, but um, no, Uh, yeah, that's not what this is. Okay. So find us in the music category. If you want to find the specific category that we are in, Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Uh, leave us a review and we'll read it on the air. Um, even if you're telling us that we suck, we'll, well, we'll consider reading at that point. (laughs) Five stars. Yeah, we'll read it. Um, of course, um, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash by the time you hear this. And we are also on Instagram face. Uh, I also almost said it again. Uh, Instagram at by the time you hear this and the U is the letter U. Why Ben? urban exactly (laughs) uh and we do have an email we do have an email address by the time you hear this uh spell it out uh with the u with the letter u 
uh, because again, we are urban and uh, at gmail.com. So by the time you hear this at gmail.com and you can send us um, uh, topic ideas, uh, questions. Um, if you have a mixtape, uh, we're not exactly that kind of show. <laughs> I don't know if we'll play your big, I got lucky. if it's good, if it's good. I mean, like there was already like, um, uh, a, a some kind of connection as loose as it may have been for Eric to be here. <laughs> uh, but if you're just some random guy, you know, and you didn't, couldn't approach me at the gas station to hand me your mixtape and ask for a donation, <laughs> Uh, emailing us is another way to go technically, but that doesn't mean that um, that it'll get played. You can try. I mean, I might listen to it and it has to be good. Uh, I guess maybe even if it's good, it, you know, don't do it. Just don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> don't send us your mixtape. Okay. <laughs> don't do it. Um, and if it's if it's you on your SoundCloud link, yeah, don't do that either. You know, some guy just deleted it. Email, <laughs> backspace, backspace. Um, but you can ask us questions, or you know, you know, someone might try to sneak around it and be like, "What do you think of this artist?" And then it's them. Mixtape, <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Um, so that's going to do it for the podcast, Eric. Thank you for joining us, yeah, and thank you for the uh, invitation. It's an honor. Uh, you're welcome back any time, really. Uh, and next week I'll be here. Uh, and you want to come back next week? Subsequent weeks, every every week. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. You, um, if you want me, I'll definitely come though. Every time. All right. Uh, well, yeah. Let's let's see if we can do this again next week. <laughs> sure. I don't even know what we're going to talk about yet. Um, but yeah, we'll figure that out. Yeah, just whenever, whenever, whenever you send me an invite, just whenever you send me an invite, I'll be here. Not necessarily next week. It was a joke because uh, we want a little comedy with our music, even though we're not in the comedy category. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're gonna end this with. Um, I want to. I want to play this song because it has uh, uh, connections to my childhood. One of the first like rappers that I the group of rappers that are on this list that I actually enjoyed is bone thugs and harmony. And I think it was like the summer of 95 when crossroads was a huge hit. Oh and yeah. I also like uh, first of the month and my cousin, I had a cousin, I think he played it all the time that in like crucial conflict. Mm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, well, he wasn't my roommate. He was Ben's roommate in college on the first, of the month, oh, he man. would play <laughs> the first of the month. Wake up, wake up, wake up, it's wake up, wake up, yeah, 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 Wake up, wake up, wake up, it's way faster, wake up, to get up, 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 get
just the first of the month And while we smoking, joking, rolling, busting Sipping on 40 ounces, again. Gum, gum, we got the bust and rum All night we hide If you like to wear, it's nine I give up my nigga to give me some day, yo Double up, nigga, what you need? We got weed to give me your D Think for the green leaf Double up for the first to show, but it lay low Cause the book won't beat when it rolls up can't get away, but it's all stay, yeah, yo, keep your bankroll yeah. We're having a celebration, to stay high You can better believe, but it's time to grind I'm down for mine, crime after crime Put the creep to the bag, cause mom's got a grab on the grill If we got the vote, oh, you know what's the first of the money And my nigga, we chill, for real Wake up, wake up, wake up, it's wake up, it's wake up